Welcome into the boardroom, Weagle's premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. Live with the oh, I was on mic one the whole time. I forgot this is mic one. That's mic four. I'm usually on that for smooth operators. So technically, We're it was absolutely professional. On the whole the time. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. It is indeed. Well, we are back here live with the boardroom again. Connor, Kyle, Griggs, and Nelson. Our first episode of the show had a little bit of a hiccup off the start, but hopefully, we are now good to go. We want to welcome you all in. First episode for our show. And I think we're just going to get right into it. Kyle, what are we talking about first? Well, I don't know about you guys. We got some breaking or, or, news here. Yeah, I think we we're going to. I think very, Nelson's going to break it. Very justified reason for the technical hiccups at the beginning of the show. We yeah, were, we were a little flustered because uh, something massive's happening down in Kansas City. Tell us about it. Technically, um, Donna Kelsey and the one and only Taylor Swift are in the box right now. No way. No way. To watch. Can't believe it. They're fighting Russell Wilson's the Denver Broncos take on the mighty Kansas and, City Chiefs. And let me tell you, people. You guys are not going to hear that news anywhere but right here. We were the ones who breaked it. Please, they, they please credit the boardroom as your source for that information. Yep. When you see it on what uh, on Amazon Prime tonight, remember... It'll be everywhere. It came from here first. We broke it. We're going to claim Al it. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, please credit the boardroom <laughs> and Eagle 91.1. Well, they've reporting they've already finance. probably showed her on camera at least... 30 times already. But no, because no, we found out. We have sources. We have sources uh, on the inside in Kansas City that just know about Taylor Swift. We have sources on the inside, apparently. But, um, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about first, actually. Kyle, what do we got? <laughs> yeah, so actually what we're going to talk about first is a little recap from the Georgia game. We didn't play this week, so we're going to talk about the Georgia game and the bye week. So I'm going to give us a quick stat line, maybe, just to get us going. Mm-hmm. Offensive stats, passing, 11 for 20, 88 yards. Ooh, not great. Rough. Rushing, though. 43 attempts, 219. Run the ball. Yep. In our DNA. Um, fellas, I don't know what you're thinking, but can we keep going with passing yards that way? <sighs> no, no, you can't. Uh, Georgia is a very good defense, and we're playing at home, which is probably the biggest thing that comes in that game. Um, LSU's defense is not as good, especially against the pass. Their secondary is not that great. Uh, so if we can't capitalize this week, we're going to have uh, some worries to happen, but I think we don't need to stress right now. Have Peyton Thorne after the bye week, um, kind of get some connection in with his receivers, his tight ends. We already know we're to Fairweather. It's his favorite target. Just keep giving him the ball. Give Petit and Jarquez the ball, the backfield, the pass. I mean, the plays are there. Simplify it. I mean, we tried to run a very complex scheme against AM and it just didn't work. We don't have the guys to do it. But I think if we, you know, run more of a high school Gus-like offense, it could work in the, in the, uh, in the short term. Yeah, I think we, we got to get Batie involved in the passing game more. Uh, Peyton Thorne is not a quarterback that's going to sit in the pocket for five seconds and let plays develop down the field. He's a guy that wants to get the ball out quick, and we've seen Batie is fast. He's got next-level speed. Uh, getting him on the outside, running some screens, running some quick RPOs with him as a potential you know third third back passing option, I think that can really unlock some of Thorne's abilities, You know, but eventually to be able to push the ball a little bit more down the field. Yeah. And – if it's going to happen, it's this week against this LSU defense. And LSU has been running the Swiss cheese defense with holes <laughs> everywhere <laughs> for yeah. about f- four weeks now oh with Brian God. Kelly. If Mizzou, what did they drop, 40 last week on them? I mean, I'll that game was a offense. Give him some credit. His offense is pretty good. Yes, they're okay. We we should be able to outdude Mizzou. Yes. We, uh, we should be able to go down to, to Tiger Stadium this weekend and score 28 points. I, I mean, yes, yes. That should be uh, expected. I think it all comes down to confidence, getting him – 
uh, getting Peyton Thorne confident early against uh, in Baton Rouge, pretty hostile crowd at night. Get him some quick throws, some swings, some some hitches, um, and then throw the ball down the field. He showed last week he could put the ball where the defender uh, will not be. He uh, he put some really good deep balls down the field. So I think if um, he can get some confidence and the receivers uh, reciprocate, then we can have an actual passing game this week. Uh, yeah, I also think it matters just kind of what the weapons are he's throwing to. We had a couple injuries. I mean, Javaris Johnson really didn't play much against Georgia. I mean, it's I mean he's not a starter on the team, but Jay Fair. Wait, why, why are you looking at me like that? Javaris Johnson is the best wide receiver on the roster. <sighs> I'm saying no. I'm, I'm saying what happened. No, I'm saying he's injured. I'm not saying he was good or not. I didn't say he ever. I never said if he was good well, or bad. Well, you made it well, sound well. like you said he wasn't a starter. That's, yeah. Well, we, well, I mean, did, I mean, Jay Fair did start over Javaris Johnson week one that and is week two, week, week three, week four, and you know, it seems like he's better. At least at the coaches. Apparently, I mean, I'm just saying what the coaches said on the like on the scoreboard. I go by the starters on the board, so excuse me for that. We are but the boardroom. So we'll, we'll check are. the numbers. We'll check the numbers. But I do think the health matters as well. I mean, we got a little bit banged up versus Georgia. I think this is the perfect time for the bye week to have come, especially coming in to a hostile crowd in Baton Rouge. I mean, again, their defense has not been up to par this year, but then when you compare the quarterback numbers between Peyton Thorne and Gene Daniels, it's – <laughs> it's like it's, compar- day. it's like comparing an apple to an orange. It's not the same thing. Yeah, and you know we, we mentioned the Missouri game. Missouri had 395 passing yards mm. on LSU, scoring 39 points. That's pretty incredible, I think. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. I mean, that Missouri team's not at all terrible this year. I mean, Auburn Stevens should be better, but what has to happen is Auburn just has to find a way to get to the quarterback. They've been unable to really get any type of pressure on the quarterback this year. And that's just kind of been like they're giving quarterbacks a lot of times where we're getting Max Johnson looking like a Heisman down in College Station having backup that much quarterbacks. Time for the, ball. the curse of the backup quarterbacks never ceases to amaze me. I knew once Max Johnson went in that we were done. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it might be kind of a hot take, but uh, we might be the best defense LSU's faced all year. Um, that being said, it's going to be hard to keep them under 25 points uh, with Jaden Daniels. The key, what Free said in his press conference, is. Uh, forcing them into field goals, not touchdowns, which we've been able to do decently this year in the red zone. Uh, I think as long as we stay healthy and fresh, we can do that. Now, um, we've had some injuries. Uh, guys out, Keontae Scott, Austin Keys, Masai and Kite, all out for extended periods of time. So we're going to have to have some freshmen step up. And it just goes to show in year one, you might have the dudes starting, but depth in the SEC really matters. And we'll see how much we have it this week. Keldrick Falk legacy game on Saturday. He's gonna have to perform. He's probably the best freshman recruit this this staff was able to scramble and bring in. He was the biggest flip from Florida State. He was uh, Nelson. You probably agree with me. He was our best player in the spring game. Uh, yes, he was everywhere. Now the spring game was. It's a spring game. It was. It was, it was, well, it was also a mud bowl. So the offense was. It was. Terrible. But, but he, I'm gonna give. I'm a, gonna give Fox some credit. He's a blue chip prospect. He's gonna get probably the most snaps of his college career so far on Saturday. His job. He doesn't necessarily have to bring Jaden Daniels in for sacks. He cannot let Jaden Daniels get outside and run for first down. Yeah, that's that's where this game is going to get. I think what you're going to end up. I think what you're going to end up seeing is uh, Eugene Asante spying on the QB most of the game, but disguising it. It's Ron Roberts. It's Ron Roberts' defense. He likes to make stuff interesting. So doing it more of like a zone spy scheme to have him in the middle of the field, try to be in coverage, but then kind of uh, go after the quarterback if he escapes the pocket. But if we can't corral and keep Jaden Daniels in the pocket, it doesn't matter what he doesn't do it with his arm. He's going to kill us with his legs. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of just remembering to just, just – we just have to just make him work. I mean, he is good with his legs, but at the same time, you just 
just force him to make these bad mistakes that he's not really been shown to make this year. I mean, they've already lost two games this year. Yeah, but he's been really good. He's if been. They had uh, a defense. He would be locked in invitation to New York City. He's been playing in spite of the defense yeah. all year. Yeah. Yeah. If he was on Georgia right now, he would be the betting favorite for the Heisman by a significant margin. Auburn least. fans can remember this in 2010 and 2013 when our offense was, were so good, our, our defenses uh, were equally as bad. The difference between those two teams and this LSU team is that those Auburn teams ran the ball a lot and controlled the line of scrimmage and time of possession. LSU is having quick four or five play drives and giving the ball right back to the other team's offense, who's doing the same thing to them. So forcing them to just keep striking, keep striking. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to stop a Heisman candidate, which, I mean, last week, Carson Beck, or two weeks ago, I should say, Carson Beck, even though he's not, you know, maybe a Heisman caliber. He's Brock played, Bowers. Played very well. Brock Bowers is a Heisman candidate. Um, and then, he should be. should be. And then next week we had to go uh, play Jackson Dart uh, here in Auburn, but that should be a highly emotional game for both players and fans and our head coach. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we approach the challenge. It is year one, so the record doesn't mean everything. It's the quality of those losses that you do, like Georgia, loss to Georgia. And you, you don't like to lose games, but losing to the number one team in the country by seven points, leading them for most of the game, um, says a lot about where your team is year, year one. Yeah, I think this will be a good test for them because I do, it's their last, I think, really hard road game environment. I mean, they don't mean they have Arkansas left. They have Vandy. Uh, the Vandy scoreboard is the most intimidating uh, feature in college. Yeah, I don't player. know if you'll be driving down the red fall, zone and see, uh, and fall see a player group of construction uh, workers in the end zone and feel like you're in a safe environment. So. That I mean, that is true. I mean, that that scoreboard was swaying a lot during that thunderstorm. I would be scared too. It might fall on my kicker. So, who knows? But I do think this will be a, a big test for them. I think we need to win one of these games. I mean, they've obviously shown they're not a a playoff caliber team this year with that defense. It just goes to a matter: of just can Auburn take advantage of those miscues on that defense and? Can they stick to like a running attack? Because this LSU team has shown in the past they're not really great with stopping that run. But then again, Missouri just picked them apart and still found a way to beat them. And uh, lose uh, LSU still found a way to beat them in the end. We just need to go and look competent on the offensive side of the ball, and I'll call that a win because our road games this year we have looked miserable. <sighs> they've been on rough. The offensive they've side. been that rough. That Cal game. Yeah, they've been. It's bad. disrespectful to the game of football to call that football. So let's go out there. Yeah. Let's have a game in the fourth quarter. Let's have 20 points on the board and be competitive as the clock's winding down. And, I mean, they're they're an 11-point favorite. Like, we're probably not going to win Good the game. Good teams win. Great, Great teams, teams cover. cover. you got to remember cover. that. Let's go down <laughs> well, there. Let's, let's score cover. some points. Let's cover. And um, and then bring it back, and let's get on a, a winning streak starting against well, Lane Train and Ole Miss uh, I, I, next Saturday. I like it. I think it's hard now for us to know if it's the road or if it's just Power 5 teams. We've only played um, one Power 5 team at home. Our games at Cal and at Texas and M, they're yeah, they're power fine teams, but th- those are only road games. I, I, and we really won't have a, an away game until we have enough home games against power five teams. We won't be able to really say if it's the road or not. Yeah, uh, but looking back at Michigan State, I don't have the numbers on me like at this point, but paint thorn splits home and away weren't great. They were definitely a lot better than what's happening right now, which I think the problem in the passing game is more than just a quarterback thing. It's a little bit everything. It's probably an overcomplicated system for a quarterback who came in in the spring. 
to do this, but we'll uh, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and with that, our Auburn preview, football preview, will come to a close. But don't go anywhere. When we come back on the first episode of the boardroom, we're gonna break down this college football Saturday slate and give our thoughts and opinions on it. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody. You're back here for our first episode of the show. You're hanging out with Griggs, Kyle, Connor, and Nelson. And we're at this last segment, we talked about Georgia playing or Auburn football against Georgia. And now we're going to get into our segment on this weekend in college football. So, Kyle, what do you got? Yes, we're just gonna we're just gonna go through a few big games. Um, we're gonna start with Oregon, Washington. Or why it's at Washington? Washington favored by three points. I'm just gonna give my quick pick and then. We'll move it on. I think Washington is going to stop Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. Nelson. Yeah, I, I kind of concur. I think Michael Penix Jr. is my Heisman frontrunner. Me too. He's, uh, he's, I mean, as a lefty myself, I admire a lefty quarterback who can just throw it around the field at will against teams. It's a beautiful and he's been And he's been able to do it a lot this year. And their defense is not too shabby. Uh, they gave a lot of points to Cal, but a lot of that was in garbage time. And, you know, Cal's offense isn't that bad. You know, we – Home to only ten points, so the mighty, no, the mighty Cal Bears. They, they do not have a kicker. For the, <sighs> the mighty Cal Bears. Well, I wasn't talking about special teams, so. Um, but I feel like Oregon will win. I don't know if I'd say it's stomp. I think Oregon will pull up a fight, but score around the. I definitely pick the over if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. But something along the lines of 38-24. So. Uh, I'm going Huskies. I think they win and they cover. Uh, I, it's been a while, probably, since they've had game day there. Um, it's going to be a loud environment. Michael Penix is – I don't know if I would say the front runner. I think there's – I mean, it's a lot of Pac-12 quarterbacks up there. I think right now I'd probably lean Caleb Williams, even though that <laughs> performance last week wasn't great. Um, I think Washington's defense is going to have a much easier time stopping Bo Nix and Oregon's offense than the other way around. Um, so I think just towards the end of that game, Washington will be able to run the ball, kill clock, and put points on the board at the end of that drive. So I think Washington probably – I'm going to say Washington by double digits. Well, then that makes me the only outlier because I think Oregon was going to get uh, cover this one. What is it, three? Three. three. Yes, I think three. I think Oregon covers three. I, that means they're, they're, they're minus three, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think Oregon will win. I think Oregon's plus three. Or they're plus three, yeah. yeah. Oh, the they're plus three. Oh, well, I'm taking them straight up then. I think Oregon will win this game. I mean, they've not struggled in a single game this year. Yes, their defense has been – lackluster this year but again who is really washington played like the mighty michigan state wolverine uh mighty i'm sorry spartans who who even is their coach right now mark d'antoni uh, i mean, believe mark d'antonio is like one of the interim coaches yes, I, I just think that they're coming i just antonio's coming washington hasn't proved themselves to me yet this year and yet oregon has i mean this Colorado team wasn't as good as we thought it was at the start of the year or some <sighs> people did but i still think this oregon offense can put up a hundred points and I, without Travis Hunter, though, and without O-line, very easily exploitable. <laughs> very easily exploitable. I, I mean, even with, with Travis Hunter, uh, high-level defenses can take one guy out of a game, uh, not by hitting him after the play. Schematically taking him out of the game, let me preface. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 if you don't think Washington has been tested, I also don't if, – if you think that in the same vein, Oregon hasn't been tested. Well, so. I, just, I just think Oregon's still the better team. I mean, Michael Penix yeah. is the best player in each team. I mean, I think it will be close, but I think – It'll be fine. 
Well, uh, another thing to watch uh, in that game day, see how many Washington State fans come to boo Ma- uh, Pat McAfee because they're, they, they're, <laughs> they're bringing old glory to Fox now. They, big news. This is a Big 12 match. This is a future Big 10 matchup. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, That's future Big, story the big 10 Titans uh, for game day. Yeah. All right, Kyle, what's your next game you got? Next one, Texas A&M favored by three at Tennessee. A&M's favored? No, I think Tennessee's the I think Tennessee's, Tennessee's the favorite. Three. Or A&M's getting three. It's uh, oh 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 stat guy. Let's, okay, wait wait, no hold, up. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, all right, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Challenge flag. Texas A&M at Tennessee minus three. Okay, Tennessee's okay. favored. Tennessee's favorite. Okay, I I was already gonna pick Texas A&M, but I'll take the points as well. Oh, see, I would take the points with A&M, but this game just screams weirdo mode. Um, so I can see a, a, a crisp last second field goal to win by like one. But I'll take AM on the road. I like their defense. They didn't really show up against Bama. Schematically, they weren't coached very well. Jimbo with a typical disaster class in a game where they should have won and should have controlled that game with a quarterback who can only run and throw the ball down the field to his illustrious wide receivers. Um, and they should have been able to control that line of scrimmage. They just weren't able to. But I don't really believe in Joe Milton. I think he's, I mean, he's the same as. Um, uh, Jalen Milrow, but just can't run as well. So you can really take him out of a game. Um, he can only throw the ball down the field, and if a guy is within five yards, he might take his head off because he threw the ball too hard. Um, so, but I'll take A and M and the ugly one. Let's say uh, seventeen to sixteen. Mm. Yeah, this is not going to be a uh, a pretty game to watch. I agree. But, uh, I think I think Jimbo knows after the, the fourth and one comment last week where he said he would have – he punted on fourth and one and said if it was fourth and inches, he would have gone for it. His seat is scalding hot. This is a game Very. he has to have, and I think his players, and they know that. And Josh Heupel, he's still riding the honeymoon from last year. Like, it doesn't feel like Tennessee has, like, any intensity or, like, like any, any sort of, like, real pressure to win this year. And it's a game that I feel like emotions are probably – Gonna gonna take this one just because of how evenly matched it is. I know it's at Neyland, but uh, I'll, I'll take the Aggies. Yeah, I just feel like their ranking is just based off what they did last year. Yeah, they beat Alabama day. last year, so they're ranked twenty two this year. It's the same as Duke basketball. They just they just get <laughs> oh, thrown God. up. Got to tie it in somehow. Oh Got to tie it in somehow. <laughs> All right, you guys want to hear a stat? I, I, we like stats on the show, right? Yeah, Bring it in. Bring in stats guy. Okay, since not counting twenty twenty, since Jimbo has been at A and M. He has only won three true road games, and he has lost the last seven true road games he's had. I think that's eight. I'm going with the Volunteers because uh, Neyland, man, I do believe what a stat is the one of the top. I could give a top three hardest places to play in the SEC, along with I'd say Auburn and then LSU at night. I'd say so. College Station. I I, no, I was there. No. It was nothing to write home about. Even though it wasn't a night game, it was a day game, but. Nothing to write home about. The fact uh, that I'm I trusting think, Jimbo. The Swamp, Ooh, LSU, yeah. and Auburn are yeah, that's your upper echelon. Uh, I, don't think swamps, I, think, I think the Swamp. Yeah, uh, hey, there's take, so many stories. You're taking over the Swamp? I am taking Neyland I'm over taking the Swamp, the swamp. That is over I've heard so many stories. Yeah, I don't like that. I've heard so many stories from that 19 game where uh, Damien, not Damien Pierce, uh, who's the running back? Well, Michael P. Ryan. Michael P. Ryan absolutely exploded, and that, that stadium also exploded. But here's the thing with that, with I think how Neyland's better than the Swamp. Because I think Billy Napier, when, as soon as he gets more players than he does staffers, if you guys remember that picture, I think <laughs> I think he'll be good again. But I just, Billy. the fall of the Florida program has been needs to be studied because they've just with a school with that much talent in every other program, really, they need their football team is just 
lacking. It's been good for us because uh, Sunbelt Billy did turn us down. Uh, So it's (laughs) good to see him fail at a school with maybe even more money than us. Um, And once we get that Jordan Brand contract, I mean, run up and up. Goodbye, Under Armour. All right, Kyle, what's the next one you got? Last one I got on the board. Stanford, one and five. Mm. At Colorado, minus 11 and a half. It's 9 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night. We're getting in some Pac-12 after dark action On a Friday. Friday night. (laughs) Friday Friday, night. Stanford at Colorado minus 11.5. Now, a lot of of people have been saying a lot about Colorado. Did not live it up to the hype. I think they're living up to the hype enough to beat a 1-5 Stanford. By a good amount, I'll take Colorado minus 11.5. The the kicker here, though, Deion Sanders was interviewed this week. And he's talking about how Shador Sanders is not his favorite kid right now. He's number five, dude. He's, he's five. on the bottom because he might leave him early. Didn't see is that. Shador Ooh. Sanders distracted? He's giving up on the season already. Give me the Cardinal. Ooh. See, every five of my being wants to pick Colorado at minus 11 and a half. Um, but like Kyle said, it's a Friday game, and Friday games are sicko. Um, Friday combine games are that elite. with a 9 p.m. kickoff. Uh, is this a sicko committee's dream right here okay so i'm i'm picking colorado to win um but like the other game we just picked it's going to be ugly um stanford's going to make it ugly because at this rate with the talent you know disparity you're going to have to do that to win but i think i mean with how popular and how you know transcendent Dion in colorado is everybody in the pac-12 wants to beat them it will pull out all the stops to beat them i think colorado i think uh, no, stanford will pull out some stops uh they'll come up short i say this game goes something like 31-28, Colorado. I first got to ask one thing, Connor. Are you taking Stanford straight up, or are you taking them with the points? Uh, I'm gladly taking those 11 points. They are not winning this game. <laughs> At, not even close. You know, I, I, I might switch my pick here. I like I like Connor's thinking. You know, I've never seen Nelson 2. I've never seen a 9 o'clock kickoff on the West Coast on a Friday night look anything like a normal football game. Right. It's going to be wild. And Colorado, like, Colorado, they've – I mean, it's the definition of peaking too early. Uh, they had uh, week one. It seems like every single game they played with Dion is the Fox Big Noon kickoff, and this is this is a prime spot for an emotion let off. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to lose. Well, they do. They do get Tyson on back. This is going to be a messy game until the fourth quarter. And ice in his veins. Uh, kicker uh, was this Alejandro Mata, who said yes. today, "You can't ice me because I have ice in my veins, and you can't freeze ice." Uh, he'll hit a big field goal in the fourth <laughs> quarter. And they're going to scrape a win, but this is not going to be a Shador Sanders like 600 yard blowout. Oh, I, I, uh, I'm going Colorado. Just yeah, <laughs> I think Stanford. I think Shador might throw 500 yards, but I think he'll throw like three picks. Kyle, so it'll keep Stanford in this and game. Kyle, is this at Colorado? It is. Yes. You guys is are Dude. insane if you're thinking Stanford is going to cover in Colorado. One. Oh, five. what 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 atmosphere Stanford? is in is in Boulder, Colorado? Stanford is fighting for their coach, who lost to his former school, Sacramento State. This hey, is a, hey, that's the FCS powerhouse, Sacramento yeah, State. This is, okay? they, are fighting, the they are fighting for their coach. And again, like I said, everyone is – Dion and Colorado is going to get everyone's best shot, and they're not good enough to handle everyone's best shot. They're not going to lose to Stanford, but they're going to let Stanford hang around for an uncomfortable amount of this game. And you got to remember, uh, Schroeder Sanders is probably one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Uh, with his stock being so high, um, I don't know – how that keeps up without him a getting hurt or him b just taking like like sliding more you know falling to the ground softly so he avoids those hits uh, and tries to not like you know pull out a Heisman play every single play like he's been doing. Um, you got to take that in consideration. But also Travis Hunter, I believe, is back this week. Uh, he, was pra- he, he was be. seen practicing this week, so there'll be He'll some be emotion on that side. Um, 
which is what I think will propel him to win. I just think this game uh, is too weird to make it a you know normal pick. So I'm going a little weird here. All right, let's go through this one quickly before we wrap it up. Let's go through our playoff predictions. Or is that next segment? Oh, we can we can start at this run. You guys want to go one round through? Do our do our yeah do our ones do our ones do our ones do our one seed one seed and then we'll tease one, to, one two seeds four. three one seed two everyone at the same time yeah same time three two one Washington. Y'all are so lame. Y'all are so lame. What did you say? Washington the Huskies. The Huskies, oh baby. This the Huskies, man, oh this man has you gotta never remember seen the AP poll. The AP poll is actually. Let's just. I'm gonna do my AP poll rant for the next segment because I can go on for days. The AP poll is not a real poll. All these writers uh, respect their think that their opinion preseason respect is the journalist. Respect no, the big no, no. The playoff committee is gonna see what UGA's done this year, and granted, they did beat Kentucky by a lot, but. <laughs> Kentucky also is like Auburn. They Hot can't throw. Um, I just don't think they're going to put them number one to start the year, and I don't think Washington's going to lose a game. I think they're going to put up a lot of points and look very pretty doing it. Um, so I, I think they'll be number one. All right, and with that, we will head to a break. Don't go anywhere, though. When we come back, we'll debate the rest of our college football playoff things, and then after that, we have our NFL Sunday preview. Got still so much more to come on the second half of the boardroom. Do not go anywhere. Go to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody. Sorry we had some difficulties during the break, but we are back once again. And we are back again talking about our college football playoff prediction. So we all, three of us, Kyle, me, and Connor, said Georgia. Nelson said Washington. We debated that last. So let's go to everyone's number twos now. Kyle, you can start. Let's make this quick so we can get through that NFL slate. Yeah, my number two is going to be Ohio State. That I'm not thinking that's, that's a real hot take. I think they're going to win the Big Ten. It's a warm take. It's a warm take. It's, it a, pretty, it's it a pretty be. boiling. I mean, Ryan Day, known Lou Holtz hater, I don't think he's got it in him. I think known uh, Burger Sealer, uh, Jim Harbaugh, is going to run them over again for the third straight year. I think they'll get the number two spot this year. I just think it's playoff. the same as Georgia's situation. They're going to be back. Um, but, yep, yeah, that's my number two. Nelson? Uh, I just said Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Oh, better Harbaugh, number there two. Go. Gotcha. Yep, best team in the Big Ten, Michigan. Uh, they do, I believe they have to play at Happy Valley. Uh, I think they do, yeah. And that's traditionally – been a tough place to play for them. They've lost a couple straight whiteouts there. Penn State wasted their whiteout game on Iowa. Michigan is not their whiteout hey, game. Hey, Brian Ferentz has a scorching hot offense uh, in Iowa. They need everyone they can have JJ, to stop that. J.J. McCarthy is better than Kyle McCord. He's better than Drew Aller. Michigan, they might lose once, but they're still going to win the Big Ten. I the think Big they go Ten undefeated. Champion, go undefeated. Big Ten champion is going to be the number two seed in the playoff. Yeah, I do think. I think as well Michigan will be the number two seed. Just They've just been done this year. They've beaten the teams they need to, which – they're not keeping it close, which other teams just haven't been able to do. All right, let's go number three. Number three, I've got Washington on here. Kind of the same vein that Nelson's going in, just I don't think they're going to be number one. Uh, for number three, I think I will go with y'all as, as Kyle did with my number one pick. I'll go Georgia. I think those top three school, uh, teams will all go undefeated. I just think that both um, uh, Washington and – Michigan's strength of record is going to come into a high consideration here. I mean, everyone's made fun of Georgia's schedule this offseason, and for good reason. 
I mean, the mighty Auburn Tigers almost beat them at home, which is more saying about us than them because we're great, of course. Um, but I just don't think their strength of record is going to do a lot. I think that they'll win the SEC and beat Bama in the championship game. Uh, but I don't think that strength of record is really going to get them over the hump to get to number one, uh, which, I mean, should be great. George fans should love this because Kirby Smart is going to use that to say that everyone doubted them in all these games and they're going to run amok and win Nobody the title. Nobody believes in the Georgia Bulldogs. No one does. Uh, my number three team, I think it'll be the first team of anybody mentioned that already has a loss. After getting payback in the Big 12 championship game, the fighting Steve Sarkeesian-led Texas Longhorns make their college football playoff debut. They, they're a great team. Agreed. They yeah, second, Think about all that. of what happened and needed Oklahoma to beat them. They yep. ran the ball on the goal line, on the one-yard line, three straight times up the middle and ran a screen, didn't get points. They had a awful, awful defensively called last drive, let Dylan Gabriel march right down the field. Dylan Gabriel had 115 rushing yards. All of that and that being what it took to take to beat Texas, it's not going to happen again. Big 12 championship game in Jerry World. Texas beats them while Oklahoma is going to be number three, four, five in the country. Texas will leapfrog them back in the playoff. They're going to run the table. Um, okay, so I'm actually going to go for my number three. The Seminoles of Florida State Ooh. University. They yeah. don't have – here's my reason the behind this. The sports team to use the chop. They do not um, – they – the hardest game left on their schedule is them playing at home against Miami. And if you could say the second hardest game, it'd be at home against Duke. But you're forgetting about a potential ACC championship game against the UNC Tar Heels. That could be a chance. However, I still think a one-loss ACC champion would get in. I still think they could. I think if Florida State loses a close game in the ACC Championship game in North Carolina, I think they could get in the playoff. Or maybe but that game's for the here, playoff. Who knows? Here's, here's my, my preview, my fourth team. I have UNC making the playoff. Mm. They're running the table. Uh-oh. Drake that's, May. That's a little. Drake May, he's not getting highs and buzz because the ACC doesn't get enough attention. He's the best player in college football not named Brock Bowers. Uh, I, I, no, I was I was worried no. we weren't going to get enough clicks, but Connor just gave us the clickbait. Drake right May's there. the best. You know what? Not a real pick. You know what? Just go over the clickbait. You know what? Hypothetical out of the QB. Look Drake at their, here. Look at UNC schedule. They are not playing anybody until Florida State in the AC championship game, and they're going to beat them in Charlotte. They're going to get run over by Jordan Travis. Double ACC Young playoff. Point. I'm going UNC. No, no. The ACC is not very good this year. I think if if one of those two teams loses, if one of those two teams loses. Uh, More they see not the playoff the again, and they might be in the mud because after all the realignment stuff, uh, if your conference is in the playoff for a, a year or two at a span, it's rough. It's rough sledding. Twelve um, team playoff. The only thing that the only thing that scares me is Gene Chizik leads that defense. That that's, is a hundred percent a fact. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a scary thing. And then, I'm and, not scared of Jordan Travis. I'm not. But he's not. He Drake May will outplay Jordan Travis in the AC championship game. And an undefeated conference champion UNC with a win over probably number two or three ranked Florida State at the time is going to get in over a one-loss Ohio State or Penn State uh, or a, one of the many I, Pac-12 teams but, with one loss. But actually, I am not. don't think UNC would. But I actually think my last one, it's so hard because they have to play these still tough teams. I'm going to go – I'm going to go the Ducks. I'm going the Ducks. I think right they're going to win this weekend. I think That's respectable. Do it. It's right a classic October – Pac-12 take. They have a million good teams in the Pac-12, but they all have to play each other. That's They're all like going to end up losing. It's like the yeah, first the year thing. they've had so that's many the good thing, teams but in here's, a while. Typically they, they, have bad they haven't been to the playoff, I think, since Washington in like 2016 I mean, or 2017. I mean, They're going to cannibalize them. Listen to Oregon's gauntlet the next four games. They at, they're on the road in Washington, at Washington, number seven. Then they're at home excuse me, against Washington State. Then they go on the road to Utah. 
Then they play at home against Cal, as we know is a very tough team to play. And then they are at home against USC. And then to finish off the year, they play Oregon State. So they have There's no way the they go through that without losing. Yeah, they're going to no lose way. Washington. I still think uh, a, and one, I think a one loss Pac-12 team could get in the playoff. Well, an undefeated Pac-12 team is going to get in the playoff. Uh, but also, yeah. um, my uh, my fourth pick, since I got kind of glossed over, I'll go in Connor's vein. I'm hooking horns for the fourth pick. Uh, I think they'll um, I think they'll uh, beat Oklahoma by a considerable margin on uh, the Big 12 championship. The Big 12 is not great. Uh, the thing is, though, they have a win. They'll have a win against Oklahoma in championship game, and they'll also have a win at Alabama. Sink will say a lot. I think Bama will improve this year. They might lose one or two more games this year, but I think still going into Bama in week, what was that, two in winning by considerable margin will say a lot to the committee, and I think they'll get in. Yes, my the, my number four seed, also Texas, for the same reasons. They're going to be Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. All right. So are we going to move on to the NFL? Sport? I think we just start on the NFL. So right Let's now going on in the world of the National Football League, it is the, uh, the Denver Broncos playing against the Kansas City Chiefs currently. That is – Three, I was going to say nail to make Nelson upset at me, but it's 3 nothing Chiefs in favor of the Broncos with 5-4 left to go in the first quarter. Denver has the ball in their own 43. That's on Prime Video if you want to check that one out. But let's start across the pond talking about this one, the Ravens playing against the Titans. This one's on NFL Network, 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. Baltimore is currently at the line set at minus four points. See, I was going to pick Tennessee in this game until I realized it was going to be in London because uh, Tennessee is normally – The Lunder. <laughs> yeah. The Lunder, but well, the Lunder would probably favor Tennessee because they're always pretty good in those situations. Uh, but I do believe you pick Tennessee when they're underdogs at home, but away they're just Ryan Tannehill's not great. Derrick Henry is not the same guy he was. He's getting out uh, snapped by what's his name, Tamaje Spears. Tajay. Tajay Spears. My mistake. Um, no ball. Their knowledge. defense is is, is 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 okay. It's not great. I think Lamar. I think last week for them was a little big wake up call. I think that wasn't Lamar. Though. Yeah, well, I'm not saying – I say for, for them, for them, for a multiple amount of people. I think it's a wake-up call for that receiver core. Lamar's going to lead them. And, I mean, Todd Mulkin's a good offensive coordinator college or the NFL. He's still learning that offense. I think that they'll beat Tennessee by a considerable margin, 24-7. Uh, to I'm taking the Titans here just because this is like the Kyle Davis game of the century. My Tennessee Titans playing at my Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I just think there's some kind of synergy going there. Unfortunately, Connor, we do have to admit they're number one in the league right now. They are number one in the league. It's kind of sad. Please hang the uh, top of the table in October banner next to the 2019 Audi Cup. And the 2021 Arsenal. When you guys break. Real Americans have no idea what you're talking about. When when Manchester United breaks the top half of the table, we'll talk. I don't know where they are now, but uh, hopefully uh, I, think, I think they're right we're at 10. I think but more tenth, importantly, we won a trophy um, since you've been born. 10th so. is the top half of the table. That's the bu- upper half. Okay, let's, uh, let's well, move on with more games. Okay, 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 okay. No one cares about the football. Okay. Okay. Honestly, next, though, next game. there is no soccer going on in England, and I still think this Ravens-Titans game would be the least interesting game that happens. This is a – if you're in Central <laughs> or the West Coast time, you are not setting your alarm on Sunday to get up for this. You're sleeping through the first half. The Ravens cover easily. The Titans stink. They're terrible. Well, they're terrible. Lamar is fun to watch, but dear Lord, get them some receivers. Odell Beckham being 45 years old and not being able to do uh, to catch a goal line fade, that does not count as, as getting Lamar Jackson a receiver. You paid him finally. He's going to stick around. Until they get him a receiver, they're not winning a Super Bowl, and they're not that fun to watch. I'm going to Titans. And let's talk about the snooze fest. Speaking of bad teams, we got the Commanders taking on the Falcons <laughs> <Left> on CBS <laughs> noon. Left 
on Sunday. That's Atlanta minus two and a half. I'm taking Atlanta minus two and a half. There's no chance that the streak that Desmond Ritter has, even though he's not a good no quarterback See, at all, the Washington is being broken by the commanders. Our streak breakers. We broke the Eagles' 11 game winning streak last year. The Ravens' 24 game uh, winning streak. And the Bears' winning streak. And the Bears. And the Bears. Like a one year losing streak. That is the a Washington good point. Commanders break streaks. That is and, and the Falcons are three and zero at home. So it's Desmond Ritter has got broken. lost at home in college or the pros. That changes Sunday. My left hand will be sky high again. Hashtag fire Ron. But we win this game. Riverboat Ron shows his true form. Uh, and analytical we'll, Ron. Analytical Ron. <laughs> he first be called analytical Ron. He uses analytical mind to uh, punt from the Falcons' thirty eight yard line this game. Um, on fourth and inches. And yes, and screw this game up. See, uh, I think. I think. I think. I think Atlanta controls the ball in this game. I think Desmond Ritter found some confidence last week, and Beecher Robinson is the most excited player in all of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> I think they finally not, get not the even ball. The best, not even the best Robinson running back in this game. That's a total lie. So Brian Robinson wishes he was Bijan. The Bra- better B. Brian Robinson is more strong than Bijan. Correct. And you guys are forgetting the most underrated thing. Ron Rivera, after the loss last week, this week he went into the locker room and he put up a sign on the entrance that says, do your job. <laughs> are, are you going to lose? To be fair, he has been doing his job do really job. You need to know the stats of the now, ping pong I would table. like for Ron Rivera to put that in his own office because he's not <laughs> doing his job. But let's make, the players are going to go out there and do their job. Commanders by 20, let's say 28. Okay, I'm picking wow. the Falcons. Everyone else doing that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're smart like that. All right, let's just do one minute of just pain. Panthers versus the Dolphins, 0-5 oh, versus 4-1. You got this. Dolphins are at minus 13. Wait, wait, no, hold on. What's the Panthers' record again this year? They are actually nil in five. They you said are- nil. You're, you're <laughs> born in the United States. You said, said nil. I just can't believe that actually out of you. Yeah, we're losing well, this game. they're, they're tanking, right? They're covering. We're tanking. Hey, the 33rd pick is still technically a first-round pick. That's a fact. That's basically <laughs> well, what happened to your for first everyone round who pick? doesn't know at home. Uh, the Panthers traded away their first-round pick, so even if they go, oh, they got, did they get CJ Stroud? Oh, we're no, winning, no, no, we're no, no. They got Bryce Young. You know, uh, Bryce Young is quarterback. Can't even see over his offensive line. Bryce Young will be a generational quarterback in the National Football League. And with that, I'm muting your mics, and we're going to break. With that, we're going to break. With that, when we come back, I had to do that once. We come back from the break. It's our final segment of the first show of the boardroom. We come back. We're talking baseball. Along, we're still wrapping up some of the MLB games. We'll get uh, the NFL games. We'll get you a reaction to what's going on in Philadelphia too. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the first episode of the boardroom, everybody. You're again hanging out with Greg Blankberg, Connor Greenberg, Kyle Davis, and Nelson Early. We are almost at the end of this first episode. What a great episode it's been. Bunch of technical difficulties, bunch of just bantering back and forth. It's what you want from this show. But with that, we're going to get into our next game. We have Sunday night football. We have the Gi- – oh, you said Monday night. We'll talk about Monday night in a second. But we have Giants at the Bills. The Giants – what a team this has been this year. Bills minus 14 and a half Sunday night, 7.20 p.m. on NBC in Buffalo, New York. I still think the Bills, I still think they're going to win. I still think they're getting to the bowl. The most important storyline of this game is the fact that you need to be able to flex games early in the season. It's what is hideous. This the, is this the fourth time it's the Giants hideous. have been on primetime in it's six hideous. weeks? It's hideous. The city of New York does not deserve good football because the they've been bad at it for years, and they're Yankees. they're plugging my eyes, which is incompetent football. The Giants' offensive line, I think they got them from uh, from the Macy's on Fifth Avenue. Oh, no. I mean, no they got Evan Neal from Flipping Burgers. Oh. 
hey, he's a <laughs> He's a lion. Evan, hey, hey, Evan Neal's Dude. a lion, and all you know, Giants fans are just sheep. I mean, oh, uh, by said the way, himself. Evan Neal, uh, Alabama legend. That's Evan Nick Neal. Saban guy right there. Absolutely, Nick Saban hates the fans. <laughs> Whoa, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Bills minus 14 half. I mean, the Giants' offensive line is horrendous, and that's just Very putting bad. it. That's putting it nicely. All, the Giants' Dimes offensive no line help. is Auburn last year offensive line level Whoa. of incompetence. Yeah, he's right. Uh, he's right. He's right. As an O line guy myself, I pride myself in loving good O line play. Bad O line play kind of offends me. Uh, so whenever I watch a Giants game, I'm always offended <laughs> and by I think, how bad they are. And I think Von Miller might be back for this one. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. So Danny Dimes. Uh, oh, actually, no. I think it's Tyrod Taylor starting for the Giants. In this oh, game. yes, it is Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones has a neck contusion. If that uh, is not the most Duke injury you've ever heard of, a neck contusion. All right. Yeah, I think we all got the bills on this one. Let's go to one. This is an interesting one in the afternoon slate. We got Eagles-Jets. It's not Eagles, interesting. It is interesting to me. Zach Wilson has looked decent. He looks not as bad as people talked about him. Philly, minus seven. They're on the road. They're one of the last two remaining undefeated teams in the National Football League. And, boys, I'm taking the Jets with the points. Uh, I'm not going straight out. I think the Jets the, will still uh, lose. What's the spread in this game? It's minus seven. seven. Minus seven. Um I could see the Jets covering uh, as a as a Eagles mighty been blowing out anybody out. The Eagles yeah. have not played good football in their five and zero. As which a mighty as for the, them to play good football as the most diehard Eagles fan in the entire world. Um, the Eagles bag. haven't been <laughs> hasn't they? We haven't played very well this year. Defensively has been we. all right. Uh, had yeah. some really very bad questionable. Games. We here. We. I'm a fan. We. I follow them on Twitter and on Instagram. So it's basically oh, so basically in the fandom. The Eagles have uh, like 30 million fans, according to Nelson Early's definition of being a fan. Uh, the well, Hornets are the most followed team in the NBA. If you add in a few extra numbers from people, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Beast. Uh, uh, Mr. Beast's subscriber <laughs> count does not count it in does a count. fan base. No, it doesn't. But going back to the game, uh, I the Zach Wilson story. I I, I love actually uh, him showing out on Monday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs. Uh, with Taylor Swift in attendance, of course, uh, was very inspiring. Actually, um, they kind of gave the Chiefs the game, the rested because, of course, they did. They have to keep them on the feet or winning football for Tay Tay to be there. Um, but I think he hits a roadblock in this game. Not necessarily playing ugly football. I just think that the Eagles get some secondary help back off uh, injury list this week, and I think they play with a little bit of fire. Um, still not a very high scoring game. I think the passing game still leaves something to be desired. A lot of it has just been let A.J. Brown make plays. Um, and the running game has been kind of predictable. So I do see the Eagles winning a kind of an ugly one. I'll go 21-10. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets with the points here. I think the Brees Hall uh, the Brees Hall run game is, is about to explode. I feel like it's been on the edge of getting there for a few weeks. He rushed for like 180 yards last week. He had a 70-yard yeah. touchdown. That ACL, I, I think but that ACL that's looked we got to 180. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think he's back. So I'm taking. He I'm does not, not have a snap count anymore. Robert Sala has. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking them to win. I'm taking them with the points. Thank you, Kyle. Ride with you're riding with me. Thank I, you. I appreciate. I, that. I as a notable um, Philadelphia-based Washington Commanders fan, not a huge Eagles guy. They're going to win this game by double digits. Uh, this is probably a get-right game. He for them. of little faith. They're the, the Eagles. Might have played like the worst five and O team in recent memory. They don't look good. They almost lost the Commanders. They they have not gone out there and dominated a team like the way the Niners have done pretty much every week. I think that this could be the week they go out there, maybe knock Zach Wilson out of the game. But storyline to watch: if the Jets win this game, Kirk Cousins could be on a first flight 
to New York City to be the new Jets quarterback. Wow. wow. Uh, going on your worst 500 team point, we haven't played great for a 500 team, but remember the 2020 Steelers when they were like 12-0? Um, and 0? Who was that streak broken by? On a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night, it was broken COVID, by Chase COVID year, like Washington sport, football team. COVID year in like any sport was absolute chaos. La Mickey, La Mickey, La Mickey. La, <laughs> we'll get to that. La Dodgers. Day. I mean, we got a couple more minutes left. Let's get to our final game. We can talk about the Cowboys versus the Chargers. This is Sunday night, uh, Monday night football, seven fifteen p.m. on ABC and ESPN. Dallas is a two point favorite in this one. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and start this off. Uh, Brandon Staley is very close to. Losing his job. So is Mike McCarthy. He, yes, but I think uh, – Watermelon game. Isn't uh, Diggs still hurt for uh, yeah, Dallas? Yeah, he's out for the year. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I think um, – I think um, – oh, what's his face? The receiver for the Chargers? Uh, Mike I, Williams, ACL. No, no, no. The Keenan Allen. I think Keenan, Keenan Allen's going to go – And they also have first-round pick Quentin Johnson. I think uh, he's he might be bust. I think Keenan Allen might catch 20 balls in this game. I think he's going to go crazy. Um, I think this will be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I also don't believe in Brandon Staley. But in the same vein that I'm taking Jimbo in the AM game, I think that he's going to continue to pull out all the stops. He left the anti-Jimbo where he like tries to be too aggressive, and it comes back to bite him a lot in the dumbest ways possible. Um, but I, I think they pull out this, this game. I think Dallas is coming off an embarrassment from last week against the best team in football, the 49ers. Um, and I don't think – you know, most teams would, would battle back, but it's – the Cowboys, they them boys. They're not gonna. They're not gonna take it very well in a bad way. As in CD Lamb count. is unhappy in the locker room as well. Jerry, he, he, Jerry that happens when you have comments. a bad quarterback. You see turn, he changed his Twitter header to he, him Hollywood with Brown. Um, Hollywood Brown. Brown. Yeah. CD Lamb to the Cardinals. People are asking. Oh boy. People are asking. <laughs> Josh Jobs. You don't know how good you have it, man. Don't do that. R- Rocket Science. Could, Josh you, Jobs. Josh Jobs might be CD better. CD Lamb. Better be careful. I don't he is. He outplayed him in the game. He outplayed him in the game. CD Lamb better be careful. He might get traded to the Panthers because. Yeah, oh, that's I wouldn't where, wish that on my ass. Yeah. going to die. I know. Listen, um, this, game, this game is simple. The two most important people in a football organization are your head coach and your quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys head coach stinks. Their quarterback stinks. The Chargers head coach also stinks, but their quarterback is really good. Justin Herbert will carry owned, uh, Justin uh, Herbert owned by Bo Nix in 2019. Just, uh, I don't think Oregon Justin Legends. Herbert's going to hold up against the Dallas secondary. Yeah, no. I think the Dallas defense is going to be too good. For the Dallas Herbert. secondary, but they weren't nice. too good for. Slice. Brock, still I mean, Brock, cooling from the the grilling that Brock Purdy gave them on Sunday night. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. I think Herbert's better. Um, so Ooh. he's using that Ooh. as. Ooh. A, yeah, I think Har- no, I mean, Herbert's Herbert better. has Herbert's way more. Better. He has more, he's better. I think Herbert's well, more athletic. Now his team, however, and his dude, coach Herb, yeah. are if not. If you put Justin yeah. Herbert in, like he is, if you everyone's Justin hypothetical. Herbert, like Justin Herbert, you could say that with any quarterback. Justin Herbert, not RG three on many social media. Uh, platforms has won like 20 Super Bowls if you just put them in hypotheticals. It's crazy. But um, it is true. Brandon Staley has ruined the first half of his career. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm going to go with the boys in this one with the points. I do think that Dallas is a better team this year. I mean, it's do or die this season for Mike McCarthy and probably Dak as well. But I just think Micah Parsons is just so much of an influence on that. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, Joey Bosa could um, – Nick Bosa, sorry, could go off in this one. So they go, They've got Joey. Oh, they do. I had it right the first Nick's, time. Nick's Niners, Joey's, Joey's. Yeah, I think if Joey gets going, and then Khalil Mack, don't even. If he had Khalil Mack five had, sacks the other week against the Raiders. No, he had no. He had like six or seven. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. Was it was crazy, but yeah. But boys, I think that's gonna do it for our first episode of the boardroom. Great show, guys. Any great final show. Uh, as thoughts? we as we sign off, I uh, want to congratulate the Atlanta Braves on a great run. Almost had it at the end, but uh, 
You know, the game is currently Nelson's tied. Just, Connor, you better watch tied. because Nelson could be using this for ammunition for next week's episode. Yeah. And he's got so. the tape, Listen, too. I mean, dude, we have, really we have the opportunity to the best playoff the atmosphere in all sports. Go we first. have the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever and get two straight dubs. Leave the Phillies run all the way home. And with that, this will be the end of our first episode of The Boardroom. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you missed any of today's episode, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform later. But until next Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, this has been The Boardroom. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend and War Eagle. Thank you for joining us for this session of The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week, and this meeting of The Boardroom is officially adjourned.